Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. And uh, we are going to be talking with John, Buddy, Andrade in the next hour. But until then, it's all about you. 508-996-0500. And before we get into some more of the topics that we were discussing here, I want to share with you some information that came from our friend Brock Cordero who, as you know, is a staunch advocate for pancreatic cancer awareness due to you know, circumstances in his, in his own life and, and losing his dad. So he wanted to let everybody know that tomorrow is World Pancreatic Cancer Day and that, you know, this is World, this is a National Pancreatic Cancer Month, Awareness Month. Um, but you'll probably see a lot of purple lighting tomorrow. And that is because it is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. Mayor John Mitchell has issued a proclamation for the month, as well as having City Hall and Elm Street Garage lit purple for the month. So you've probably seen those purple lights already. The Dartmouth Select Board voted to issue a similar proclamation and should be lighting Town Hall up tomorrow. Governor Mara Healy also issued a proclamation for the month. MassDOT will be lighting the Braga Bridge purple, along with the Zakem Longfellow Burns and Four River Bridges purple tomorrow. Of course, that all depends on the construction they have going on. The Sakonet River Bridge in Tiverton, Rhode Island, will also be lit purple. So, again, this is all for uh, World Pancreatic Cancer Day tomorrow. And uh, he provided some statistics that is the second deadliest cancer in Massachusetts with a five-year survival rate of only 12%, the lowest of any major cancer, and 75% of patients die within the first year of diagnosis. It's the third deadliest in America, but it is forecast to become number two by 2030. So that's why it's so important to have awareness for this horrific disease. 
He says there are currently 94 individual, bicameral, and bipartisan co-sponsors to an act to reduce incidence and death from pancreatic cancer here in Massachusetts. So it's getting the support. It's it, The legislators understand the importance of it. The executive branch understands the importance of it. But now we need you to understand the importance of it and be aware and make sure that you are aware of the factors, the risk factors. Make sure that you are aware of the signs so that you can try to detect it early. Make sure that you spread the word. And tomorrow is a great way to do that. That's why they have these awareness days to focus on it. And when you think about it, people say, well, what what does an awareness day do? It does a lot. First of all, it shows support to the people who have dedicated their lives to pushing this forward from people like Barack all the way up to the doctors and the scientists and the researchers who are working to find a cure every day. It also, just in raising awareness, makes people more cognizant of their lifestyle and of things that they might do that could cause some of the risk factors or some of the risk factors that they might have inherited or what have you. And when you think about how much can it actually do, I always point, and it it seems silly to make this kind of correlation in some cases, but I look at the Great American Smokeout, which we used to have every year in November when we were kids in school, where we would get all those anti-smoking materials and we would bring them home and try to force our parents to quit. And I, I honestly, I can't give you statistics on it, but I honestly think that that played a major part in my generation, less of my generation smoking than the generation before. Still too many, but enough that you can see that this type of campaign played a part. And we had a lot of anti-smoking campaigns when I was younger. I still remember the adventures of Nick, a teen, the last of the Red Hot Buttheads, a little cartoon commercial PSA. But that stuck with me for years. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I've never had a cigarette, but I never became a smoker. In part because I saw what it did to my family. But also because of the awareness that was focused on throughout my years growing up. So I just wish some of the other incidents and factors for other diseases I had paid more attention to too. But, uh, you know, that one just really stands out in my mind as, as what can happen when you do have a focus on awareness. Uh, we got an app chat message from Jeff in Fall River who says, good morning, Tim. There are stories. We were talking before about the horrible conditions in the West Warwick home of the young boy who drowned in the neighbor's pool. Uh, he says, there are stories that we hear of now that I'm sure there are many more homes in these types of conditions. Have you heard of the Massachusetts foster children living in hospitals for months at a time? Yeah, Channel 5 had this story. And I found it to be very strange that this is the route that's being taken. But there are foster children, children in the state's foster program, who when sometimes the families are asking for these, because, you know, these kids come in with trauma and and different issues and they might not be fully ready for that foster home environment, especially if it's one that has other children. 
And so what they do is they will ask DCF to take that child and find them a therapeutic home or a therapeutic school to go to until they have calmed down a little bit and are able to return to the foster home environment. Because not every, not every foster home parent is equipped with the, the skills and the knowledge of how to help a child in that type of a situation. You know, they just want to offer this child uh, a place to live. I don't know what was beeping there. They want to offer them a place to live. They want to offer them a a roof over their head, uh, a meal three times a day, care and compassion, adult supervision. They want to offer them all of these things, but they don't they don't necessarily have the skill set to help a child that's in crisis like that. And so they'll ask DCF to take care of them and what DCF does is they end up putting these children in hospitals, like hospital, hospital, medical hospital. And a child, this one particular case that uh, Channel 5 writes about is a uh, couple, Megan and Adam Andrew, who had a 12-year-old foster child. They said that there were four siblings all with challenges from their early years of trauma. During one crisis in January 2021, they called an ambulance after one child who has a mood disorder, PTSD, and anxiety reached a crisis point. And in the hospital, it didn't take long for the worst to pass. Things calmed down when the child was in the hospital. The child was ready to be discharged, and the Andrews made the difficult decision to ask Massachusetts DCF, Department of Children and Families, to find a therapeutic school or group home until their child was ready to return, was safe to return to a home environment. But DCF couldn't or wouldn't, so the child stayed in the hospital for 51 days. And Megan Andrews says the child would sleep till whenever, wake up, eat whatever they felt like eating, and watch TV all day. When we asked for our child to have a walk outside or even physical therapy, we were told no. And apparently this isn't the only case of this. Institutions are being forced to house children in state custody who shouldn't be discharged but have no place to go. They said during one month last year, there were 69 children in state custody living in hospitals for no medical reason. And that the majority of those children, 83%, were DCF's responsibility. So they're just parking these kids in hospitals and having them stay in hospital beds, which also then ties up a hospital bed when somebody needs an actual medical procedure. So that's that's just mind-boggling that they that that's the way they're they're doing business. That they're leaving these children in a hospital where like let's face it, what what are they getting in that hospital? They're not getting the treatment that they need or the the help that they need. They're getting parked there. They're getting parked there because there's a bed, there's a TV, there's a bathroom, and there's a kitchen that will make them food. But that's not the care that they need. That's not going to help them adjust. That's just going to further isolate them. Just a strange, strange story. Anyway, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in. You can also... 
Send in those app chat messages, those open line voicemails, and also make sure that either via the app or via the website, you enter to win Chelsea Handler tickets because we're going to be giving away another pair today. And I think actually today we're going to be giving away all of our pairs because Jack Spleen doesn't have access to the stuff that I do to give away those tickets. So we're going to wrap up the contest today. So today is your last chance to enter and win. And of course, we'll have some other contests coming your way. Other tickets that you can win to things. We're going to be giving away all kinds of things over the next couple of weeks. Next couple of months and into 2024. And all throughout the year. For the simple reason of just because we can. And we like to. We like to have you win. We like to have you be rewarded for listening to WBSM. You know, we were we were talking earlier about the Palestinian flag now being flown in North Andover because of that Supreme Court decision regarding the Christian flag flying in the Christian organization flag flying in Boston. And basically, this is oversimplification, but the Supreme Court said, if you're going to fly one, you've got to fly another. And that's why I think you're seeing a lot of communities say this could go to a place where we don't want it to go. This could go to a place where, first of all, it's just going to keep creating controversies unnecessarily. And you're going to see a lot more communities dictate that they're going to pass those ordinances that say our flagpoles are only going to be for the state flag, the U.S. flag, and the, not in that order, It'd be the U.S. flag first, the state flag, and then some are choosing the, the POWMIA flag. Some have a town flag with a, a town seal. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that happening. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Excuse me. Good. How are you? Doing all right. Um, you, you're talking about the foster children and... Um, Whenever they were sent to the hospital for different things, my sister adopted five foster kids, and um, one of them has you know severe problems. She was in the um, hospital, and all they do is uh, they drug them up, keep them in the rooms. Well, how can they give them drugs if they're not suffering from anything? Oh, she was schizophrenic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they want yeah, yeah. to too much, but uh, um, she. Um, she was, but she, you know, and she comes in and out of it and all that. And one day she was good, but, you know, then they were taking her off medication, which they shouldn't have, because they have doctors for that that give it to them. And um, then they just added more to the, she was in there four months in the hospital. And I'm sure that yeah. that, that didn't. That was right. Yeah, I'm sure that there was more damage than it was help. Oh, yeah. Now she's out and she's in a, she's in a group home right now, but um, for a while until uh, my sister had passed away, so she couldn't. You know, her husband really couldn't do too much. But uh, anyway, uh, she was the one that uh, took care of most of them. But there was uh, five that she adopted, and she was um, she, she's doing pretty good now. I just talked to her the other day on the phone, but she was in that hospital, and it was a, it was a close hospital to where I live. I'm not going to say where, but... No, no, yeah, of course. There's, well, I mean, I, I think, listen, there's a lot of hospitals that do... Great work. There's a lot of places that can yes. help help people that are in in those types of situations. If you can get them in there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The other shit was really bad trying to get her in. The one in Attleboro is really good. 
And then the other part of it is it's, it's insurance that plays a big part in a lot of this too. That the, the bills yes. are so high for, for people that they, they don't seek proper treatment. Yeah, well, she has good insurance, and uh, but they were just this place here was just drugging them up, and then putting her on different floors and different, you know, like she was just really messed up while she was in there. She was worse than when she went in, actually. But um, then they got her out of there finally. Mm, I'm glad it was able to work out better for her. Yeah, she's doing better now. But anyway, hey, have a great week uh, weekend. All right, you as well. Are you are you going to yes. be coming to the uh, listener meet and greet next Tuesday? I'm going to try. A friend of mine called and asked if I wanted to go. So I'm just, I've been having some surgery done on my teeth today. So uh, <laughs> those, um, not caps, crowns. Oh, okay. Crowns put on. I don't know. You ever have that done? I have never, no. Oh, me neither. It hurts. <laughs> no, but if, you, if you, could, you could come by and show off your new teeth. Oh, yeah, there I go. <laughs> they look all right. Good. Just walk around with a big smile. We'll be like, yeah, okay, right. we know who but that is now. They'll okay. They'll be butt watched. <laughs> 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 all, all right. Well, good luck with that, and we'll talk again. Thanks. Bye-bye. And uh, 508 right now, though. I'm going to take a break. Be back in a few. <laughs> say, I wanted to let you know that Sunrise Bakery will be open Thanksgiving Day from 4.30 a.m. until 12 noon. So you can come by and get their fresh baked Portuguese bread and plenty of pies and European pastries. They'll also be, they will not be taking rather pre-orders this year. So uh, in the past, you know, you've been able to pre-order, not this year. It will be first come, first served. But so plan accordingly. They'll also be open all week, Thanksgiving week, so you don't have to wait till Thanksgiving morning to pick up any of those great delicious goodies that you can bring to your Thanksgiving dinner. But they will be open Thanksgiving morning from 4.30 a.m. until noon. That's Sunrise Bakery on Bolton Street in New Bedford. They also have fresh-baked sweetbreads, rice pudding, and cheesecake. You can get all your favorites like blueberry, apple, mincemeat, that's my mom's favorite, Boston cream pie, and carrot cake, just to name a few. And while there, why not pick up some of their delicious homemade casserola, tuna fish, and chicken salad sandwiches, or pick up a container and you can make your own. Make it a stress-free holiday and enjoy the time with your family by letting Sunrise do the baking for you. Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. Stay kind, stay positive, stay healthy. Happy Thanksgiving from everyone at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shops in New Bedford. All right, we are going to be going into the newsroom. When we come back on the other side, more of your calls, 508-996-0500. We can also take your 
app chat messages and your open line voicemails. And uh, perhaps we'll get into that proposed state law that would ban the use of Native American imagery and mascots for high schools. Uh, that is something that is picking up steam. And as you know, here in Dartmouth, we had the citizens did not support that change. Uh, the same, the decision to change, make that change in another community got overturned. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of some of the imagery and some of the names that are used. Some of them I don't feel are as, as bad as others. Uh, I, you know, obviously using Redman is not a good term. Using Womps was not a good term, but some of the other ones, you know, I think, you know, try to be respectful. The Native Americans, there's a lot of them that say none of them are. And there are some who say, but they pay tribute to us. So it's a complicated issue that we can get into. But right now we got to get into the news because I'm rambling on and Ariel's looking at me saying, uh, it's my time now. So let's go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. House has passed a stopgap bill that will prevent a government shutdown. On Tuesday, the House voted in favor of a Republican plan to fund some departments until mid-January and the rest through early February at current spending levels. The bill now heads to the Senate where it has bipartisan support. President Biden is in San Francisco ahead of a highly anticipated meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Biden will participate in the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit and will hold talks with Xi later today. Biden is seeking to stabilize ties with Beijing as the relationship between the two countries has hit a low point. Turkish Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is calling Israel a terrorist state. Tayyip Erdogan today accused Israel of committing war crimes and violating international law in Gaza. Turkey withdrew its diplomats from Israel following the Jewish state's response to the October 7th Hamas attack. The Federal Reserve will likely make deep cuts to interest rates this spring. That's according to a new estimate from UBS Investment Bank. The cuts could come as early as March. Sales of electric vehicles are slowing down. The October report from Car, G Car Gurus show that electric vehicle in inventories on car lots are up more than 500% from last year, despite government incentives. For many, the cost is just still too high. Major League Baseball will announce this year's Cy Young Award winners today. The American League finalists are Garrett Cole of the Yankees, the Toronto Blue Jays' Kevin Gosman, and Twins starter Sonny Gray. Right-hander Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks and Logan Webb of the Giants, along with left-hander and 2016 Cy Young winner Blake Snell of the Padres, are the National League finalists. In sports, the Bruins have now won three of their last four games after blowing out the Sabres 5-2 in Buffalo. Danton Heinen, Brandon Carlo, Oscar Steen, and Hampus Lindum each scored their first goal of the season. David Pasternak also find, found the back in the net for his 11th of the year, and Linus Ilmark stopped 31 of the 33 shots he faced to secure the Bruins' victory. Boston will host the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night at TD Garden. The Patriots announced an official roster transaction on Tuesday. They have claimed running back Jamichael Hasty off waivers from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He originally entered the league after signing as a rookie free agent with San Francisco in 2020 out of Baylor. The Patriots will look to snap their three-game skid when they visit the New York Giants this week.
And the Celtics return to action tonight, but could be be without a key member of the starting lineup. Center Kristaps Porzingis is being considered questionable due to a right knee contusion. The Celtics will be looking to extend their winning streak to four games when they visit the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. It's chilly out there. Be sure to bundle up. Temperatures around 30 under mostly clear skies. And as we head into the afternoon, we'll be enjoying more sun today than clouds. A few high clouds cannot be rolled out. Temperatures around 50 overnight. The clouds will increase for as part of the night. But as we head through the overnight hours into the daybreak, we'll see a gradual clearing. For tomorrow, gorgeous weather, mostly sunny skies. Temps around 60 be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. That's Bush. They're actually coming to Providence November 22nd, the day after our big listener meet and greet. They'll be at the Providence Performing Arts Center. Um, Not giving away tickets to that, but we are giving away tickets to see Chelsea Handler at the Vets this Sunday. But if you do want to go see Bush, it's well worth it. Great show. Saw them at um, Foxwoods a few months ago with my dad. My dad likes to go to concerts down there. He loves the theater. I do, too. Such a great place to see a show. And uh, we went down. I went with my dad and my mom. And my mom does not like Bush. <laughs> so she she went off and, you know, played some games and everything while my dad and I went to the show. And my dad only knew what he knew from the radio. You know, he's. it's funny because in the 90s, I tried to get him into some of the bands that I was into because we have very similar tastes in music. And I think a lot, a lot of times kids grow up listening to what their parents listen to. But, you know, he got me into The Who and The Rolling Stones and The Beatles and all that kind of stuff when I was growing up. And so I would try to, like, say, hey, Dad, you know, you might like this group. And it, he didn't really get into it all too much. But then now that it all plays on like classic rock stations (laughs) and he listens to a lot of satellite radio. I know, Dad, you're trying to put me out of work here. But he listens to a lot of satellite radio. And as he hears these bands, you know, now that they're considered classic rock, he gets to know the songs. So it was fun kind of watching him being like, oh, yeah, I I do know this one (laughs) after they started. But it was a great time. Great show. They sounded fantastic. And I never saw them in the 90s. In fact, I wasn't really a big fan of them when they first came out. 
and they grew on me later over the years. A lot of bands have done that. I used to hate Third Eye Blind, and now I think they're great. But I couldn't stand them back when they first came out. So I guess your your taste change and evolve, and sometimes you realize, uh, you know, we had a good back then. Arr, not like these bands of today. Today's music is a music. Sorry, I don't mean to st- steal Conan O'Brien's old-timey guy bit, but that's how we sound. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Timothy. How you doing? How are you? Doing all right. Good. Listen, Tuesday, this thing at Knuckleheads where there's so many of them, you lose count. Oh, oh. But I will definitely be there because the opportunity to see you face to face and then chuckle a little bit will be priceless. I think uh, I think you'll have a good time there. I will see you there. All right. I'm sure you. I mean, I'm I'm sure you've been there before, right? Have you been downstairs to, to any functions down there? Oh yes. Great space. Many, many times. Good people. Good jokes. Good booze. Good fun. All right. We'll look forward to hanging out with you, Phil. We'll have a good time. Bye bye. Take it easy. All right, 508-996-0500. If you want to come and hang out on that again, it's 5 to 8 on Tuesday at Knuckleheads. And uh, we are going to have a great time. There'll be food and drink available for purchase. So basically, what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, That means that basically if you want to eat, you can just order food like as if you were going into Knuckleheads to eat. They'll have the kitchen open. It's, you know, dinner time. So they'll have all their regular menu items available. And if you want to... Order your food and bring it downstairs and eat it downstairs with us. You're more than welcome to. If you want to go upstairs and get away from everybody and eat your food, whatever you choose to do. We'll have a bartender downstairs so that you don't have to go upstairs to get a drink. So it's it's really going to be very laid back. Very, you know, it's not a station event. I can't stress that enough. It's not like one of these things where you come and it's going to be you know, nonstop shoving WBSM into your face. That's not what it's about. It's about you getting the chance to interact with each other. However, I do think we may have to play a fun little game during the festivities, during the get-together. We may have to play a little game I, I don't want, I don't even want to say what I'm calling it because that'll give it away too much, but I'll tell you about it on Tuesday when we're there. And I don't know, maybe maybe we'll bring a few things to give away. That starts to make it feel like it's a little bit more of a station event. I don't want to get too much of that. All right, well, 508-996-0500. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, thanks. Um... I, I want to talk about or touch upon on the uh, the kids situation um, that you spoke about earlier. I know I tried calling earlier, but um, people were talking about other things um, regarding uh, that little girl, um, the four-year-old. But um, and what's going on today? I don't know if you heard or not, um, because really nobody's covered uh, what happened uh, last week at a high school. Um, I forget, I, to be honest with you, I can't remember what city, state it's in, um, about a 17-year-old high school that got beaten to death um, during school time um, by 15 students because he was sticking up for his, um, 
friend who was a lot smaller being bullied. Uh, did you hear about that? I did not, no. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, um, it was on Fox yesterday. Um, the Five talked about it. They brought it to light because it was a pretty horrendous uh, situation. And none of the media is covering it. And then um, it got um, discussed again um, later on um, during the other um, talk host hours that they have. But I, I, they mentioned the place, the high school, once or twice. But I was so, um, my blood pressure uh, just got me so mad, so upset that, to be honest with you, I couldn't sleep during the night. So what happened was... Um, I guess his friend who's, uh, I mean, if you look at the kid that got killed, he looks like he's a geek. They had his father on, and um, up to now, um, he hasn't been able to get answers from anybody. The police, um, the school department, which in my opinion, I don't know where the school staff was, but this whole thing about the bullying with kids and the adults uh, with the school administrative teachers not stepping up to the plate and getting involved really, really pisses me off because I don't know. And, th- and this gets back to like what happened with that four-year-old little girl and the, the mother and the aunt, which in my opinion, I don't know all the details, but you know what? They should rot in jail. I don't care what the excuse was that it took them that long um, to get treatment for that child. But anyway, getting back to the 17-year-old. So what had happened was the these a couple of students had uh, had put the, his friend, who was being bullied, into a trash bin. And so the seven the seventeen year old um, decided to intervene and get involved because he didn't like what was going on, and I guess he wasn't getting help from anybody. Well, long story short, these they got it on videotape. These fifteen kids um, stomped on his head and on his neck so bad that they killed them. Um, and this all during whatever school time. Um, I well, I'm, know, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading a story from NBC News. It, it, it happened after school, and right, but it had to have been on the on the uh, school ground. Though, it was not on school property. Yeah, it was. Um, it was uh, in an alley near the school. Oh, it was in an alley near the school. According according to this NBC News article, yeah. Okay, well, because according to what I heard and I saw it looked like it was actually outside on the school grounds because you can see somewhat the school building. So I, I don't know, but, you know, it, it, it's a sad situation when um, we have this bullying situation going on. And, and I know of situations, um, even just one personally, that has been going on with a child who that's been happening, and um, the family member has already been in touch with the principal um, and the teacher, and nothing seems to get done. So their next recourse is the parents going to reach out to the actual parents. But even the parents nowadays, you know, everything is, you know, my Johnny's a good boy, you know, my Johnny can't bully anybody. And I, it just, you know, this, this loss of a 17-year-old, is a pretty pathetic situation. If this is what we have going on in today's society with our young people, with the bullying. Well, the, um, the, the, the way that this story is, uh, this is an NBC News story. The way that this is um, saying happened is that there, there was a fight 
over stolen headphones and possibly a stolen marijuana vape pen that either belonged to the victim or to his friend. The friend had agreed to fight in the alley after school, but as the party squared off, the, the boy who, was, who died, he stepped in to defend his friend and he was attacked. So it was supposed to be a one-on-one, you know, let's fight this out, let's solve this issue. And yeah, well, then- I, yeah, but, to be, but to be honest with you, I think what happened was because, again, you know, we look at the media, the media pick and chooses what they want to say. OK, so I'm just telling you that there's facts there that were left out in whatever it is you're reading. Well, yeah, no, hold, hold on, because where are you getting those facts that you're saying were left out? Well, I because I heard from it the on, media. On, I heard it on the media because, right. It doesn't mean they were telling the truth either. They me- again, they mentioned that this small kid has been bullied, bullied numerous times at school and no one has done anything about it. So let's not lose track of that. Let's not, you know, I get what you're telling me that, you know, there was an altercation outside and, you know, they, they, they stole the headphones. Well, did they steal the headphones? Because again, they were bullying the kid. So let's not. Oh, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what it's how the circumstances were. Let's not lose track of the so-called bullying issue because, again, in our society today, they want to sweep the bullying issue under the rug. Anyway, I just called um, to um, mention that story and, you know, to reiterate about the, you know, the the four-year-old and what happened to that little girl that, again, you know, these are topics that really, really need to be talked about a lot more in the media and, and make and educate people uh, about them so that people are aware of what's going on. Anyway, you have a good day, Tim. You okay? as well. Take care. Bye. And I got to take a break. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. <clears throat> and welcome back in. I was you know, saying before that if you want to get out there and have yourself a great breakfast, that Just Another Phoenix is the place to go. They're now open. You know, They open at 7 a.m. So they're now open. They're in the full swing of breakfast. So why not stop by and get yourself something really good? And you know what I love there? They're home fries. I know it's a simple thing, right? It's a simple thing that you take for granted at so many places, but think about it, right? You judge a good breakfast based on its home fries. I know you do, whether you realize it or not. I know I do. I'm very upfront about it. And at Just Another Phoenix, they don't go and buy those, the green bagged pre-cut potatoes and people that are in the business. You know what I'm talking about. The ones that have that chemical preservative in them and you have to soak them and get it all out there and you still never get it out there. Once you know that taste, you taste it all the time. They don't use any of that at Just Another Phoenix. They get actual real potatoes in the 50-pound bags. They peel them. They cut them every day to get you fresh home fries. That's the attention to detail that they put into their breakfast. They're not going to take the easy way out. They're going to give you a good, delicious, homemade breakfast each and every day, all the way down to the simplest of ingredients, such as the home fries. And what I really like about them, too, is they're perfectly seasoned. So I can't say enough about them. I know for a lot of people, they don't even think about it when they're thinking about what they're having for breakfast. They focus on what omelet they want or how they want their eggs or what what meat they want, whether it be sausage or bacon or ham or hash or any of that. But true breakfast aficionados, we know that the home fries make the meal. So check out Just Another Phoenix. They're located on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth and try some of their home fries, even if you just have a cup of coffee and a side of home fries. You can do that if you want, but I guarantee you, you'll taste those and say, I understand now. I get it. 
I know the love, the dedication that they put into creating a great homemade breakfast for everybody. Just another Phoenix, Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth. I do have to take one final break here in this hour. Callers, hang on. We'll try to get to you. If not, we will have Buddy Andre joining us at the beginning of the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll have more of your calls after that, but we'll be back in just a few moments. All right, let's take a quick call here before we have to go to the news. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Lamone, I got about two minutes, and then I got—I can only give you two minutes. What's on your mind? That, that, that'd be ample time. Okay, uh, last night I was, I was outside, and I took a, a couple of videos of something in the sky. Now, mind you, it had the, the red and green lights, okay, floating in the sky, but it stood there for more than half an hour that I saw. Ooh. And, it, and it was, it's not a, it wasn't a helicopter. It wasn't an airplane. It wasn't a balloon. And and so and I was walking down the street and I was videotaping it, and so I was calling my nephew. So nephew, look at this. He walked outside looking at it. All of a sudden, I thought, just shoot off, just like that, going towards Area 51, just like that. And stood up there. I've got I got a, I got a, like a minute and one minute and the one minute and forty two second video of it up on, on my up on my page. My you put him up on the on the YouTube channel. Yeah, constipated in Sin City. Yes, it is. Yes, I am. And so, <laughs> and it's like, you, if, as you look at the the second video, you can see where it looks like something forming behind it, like the lights of, of, from something on the bottom or something. But it's huge, though. And I and I put like a and I put a. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.